Almost Panama, deep. Van Halen? Yes, sir. All right, we're starting off. Good start here. Yeah, man. <laughs> Love the Van Halen. Not the Van Hagar. Actually, I could do a little Van Hagar. Uh, yeah, I think they're both good. Yeah, it's just one of my favorite lines from Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt, yes. greatest line. <laughs> Van Halen, uh, Van Hagar. That's right, man. Oh, wow. It's Wednesday. We made it. Uh, these are the toughest times for podcasting. Nothing to talk about. I don't know if you guys... <laughs> <laughs> it's tough beginning of the year. <laughs> it's just... It's dry January for a reason, people. <laughs> dry on the topics. Just nothing. Nothing really happens these days, you yeah, know? Yeah, man. Well, did you, did you hear, man? We can't even get started. Did you hear the breaking news that happened within the last hour? No, I've been submerged in clipping and, you know, in my cave here just doing pod. What's going on? The shocker of 2024. Oh, yeah. This is the twist that everybody was waiting for. You knew something was coming. This is the big twist. Nobody saw. Chris Christie dropped out of the race. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah what a loser he saw there was a uh, running special on a extra large bucket of crispy fried chicken and so he mm. just made a mad dash and it comes with a free oh, side first of he closed down the bridge and it caused all the traffic <laughs> <laughs> so that he could cut in front of any everybody and get that Get that crispy trick. Oh, man, it's too bad. I, I kind of like Christy. It's nice having a fat guy like that around, you know? For what? I don't make fun of. You know, he's kind of taken out, you know, a lot of the fun from this presidential race now. No, he's, he's a loser. <laughs> I know. Yeah, such a loser. Like, <laughs> his, his whole thing was, I'm just here to disrupt Trump. Is that, that was, like, really his whole it? thing. What a weirdo, man. I'm totally on your boat here with the Chris Christie, the Mr. Crispy, if you will, he, uh, without a doubt, does the whole presidential thing, does just launder some money of some sort that we're not savvy to yet. Oh, yeah, this goes back to his time as the governor of New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, really? He's just always been laundering money in the guise For... of political action? I mean, they used to call New Jersey the Ukraine of America. <laughs> <laughs> we need more money for bridge. <laughs> Bridge and sleeves, beach. <laughs> you remember his fat ass on that empty beach? It's one of it's why I kind of like Chris Christie. I, it was one of the signature douchebag moves of the modern era. I've never, quite frankly, seen anything like it. The man shut down the beaches and then parked himself over <laughs> the widest swath of beach. <laughs> And literally looked like a beached whale. To be fair, it was uh, 2016 cameras, I believe, 2014. Can't tell if it was a beached whale or Chris Christie. Hard to, <laughs> same figure. Just, there was like a hundred beach chairs, right? And they were just yeah, sprawled just out, empty. man. So funny. And just Chris Christie just getting a tan. Yeah. yeah what a joke. Huge fan of that, honestly. I'll tell you what, though. I, it was, I hate it. This is exactly why I hate him. He, like launches this bid and anybody who like paid attention to the Republican primaries like what is he doing why is he even here you know what I mean like what, what's going on <laughs> and then you flip over to MSNBC and you go oh okay he's the MSNBC candidate he's here to disrupt things you know because our parents loved him in the debates 
Oh, Apparently really? He, I had no idea. Uh, I didn't watch any second of any of the debates. Well, neither did our parents, but they know he did but great because Chris- MSNBC told him. That's right. MSNBC yeah. ran with how great he was. Even Amy Goodman talked about how great he was. Chris Christie. Ah, so he's the male... Uh, What's the Dyke show? What's that lady name? The, the lesbian. Cheney. She, yeah. He's the male Liz Cheney. Or the, I would have also accepted the male version of Adam Kissinger. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. Oh, man. It's true. The, the men on the left are ladylike. Or no, is Kissinger a Republican? I can't remember anymore. He's not a Republican. He well, he said he was. Rhino, I believe they go by. I hate that term. <laughs> he's not a rhino. He's just an idiot. He I, thought he uh, could. He, he thought he could further his career by just shitting on the uh, on the left. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, shitting on the right and then going to the left. Yeah. Yeah. No, I Sorry, know what you I mean. No, it's well, they're both the same, honestly. <laughs> Uh, I caught some, I can't remember who was being interviewed, but they were being asked about Mitch McConnell, and the guy's just like, might have been Rand Paul, I did a deep dive on Rand Paul today, but he um, kind of just went a little off the cuff and said, look, when it comes to McConnell and these guys, they, they're going to put all the money they can into Ukraine, you know, they're, they're on the same side as the Bidens, you know, you're, you might as well be voting for the Democrats with these guys, because they're, they're all part of the war machine. You know, Lin- Lindsey Graham is there alongside Schumer and Pelosi and, you know, who anybody who took the little visit over to Ukraine or Poland, wherever they're doing the photo op, and, and did the smile and the handshake with Zelensky, they're in on all the money being pulled in from the military-industrial complex. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Lindsey Graham is one of the worst. He's the war hawk of our times, man. I mean, the guy wants to go to war with everybody. He's dying to oh, go to war with... Not he, he personally doesn't want to get anywhere near a battlefield. It might break a nail. He can't get any mud on those Daisy Dukes. Come on, man. <laughs> but he me? wants all of you to go to war. He wants your kids go to go to war. his beliefs. Yeah, yeah, man. He's all about it. He's... Itching for war with Iran, dude. Have you seen any of the Houthi rebel guys out of Yemen who I believe they're tying this to Iran, I think, through Hezbollah, if I'm not mistaken? So me and you, we, we actually had a conversation on today's episode about like the black budget and everything and all the money the military spends. That's right, man. Do, do you want to know where our money's going? Check out the $200 uh, Houthi, Houthi drones. Oh, is it Houthi? I've been saying Houthi. Like I have a lisp. Uh, uh, I'm, the, I'm the Michael Strahan of the podcast. <laughs> uh, we're shooting down these $200 drones with $2 million missiles. Oh, nice. All right. <laughs> Makes sense. <Yeah. laughs> uh, it's always a waste of money with us, man. That's all we do is waste money. Oh, That's man. all we do. Uh, yeah, so these guys, I believe... They're flying their drones, these Houthi rebels out of Yemen, and they're connected to Hezbollah, who is then being supported and financed by Iran, and this is how I think Lindsey Graham and the Warhawks are going to get us uh, into the World War III with the Iran and finally cross that line into Russia. They're just dying for it. 
See, they blew their load after 9-11. Yeah, you're right. It, it was too easy. Uh, we got some yellow cake, and uh, yeah, he's a bad guy. Let's go over there. All right, everybody was on board. Now you got to really try to sell this. Like, no, 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 we swear. These guys are being supported by these guys. We're being supported by those guys. That guy married the, <laughs> the son of a leader in Iran. We got to go into Iran. Have you seen the videos of these <laughs> guys flying in, the, like the drones and the attacks? It's really theatrical and kind of unbelievable i everything except for the october 7th attack in israel looks like wag the dog i can't get over it like anything we oh, and northern gaza dude i don't know if there's ever been a war in ukraine there was a war in northern gaza yes <laughs> the place is demolished it's gone it's completely rubbleized i just uh, every video clip or picture that they Show us from, you know, these Houthi rebels in the Red Sea flying in on the drones and helicopters and, uh, you know, Ghost of Kiev over there (laughs) in Ukraine. It doesn't look real. It's never actually crossed that barrier for me where I felt like I was looking at a Hollywood movie or some sort of production, definite CGI or deep fakery going on. And then the October 7th thing happened, and I was like, oh, wow, that is gruesome and horrifying. That looks like a war. My God, that is crazy. <laughs> and then they did the bombing campaign, and I was like, wow, that's a serious freaking war, man. They killed everybody. Like, that is what, that's what a war looks like. Okay, wow. So now I'm going to take a look back at Ukraine and these weirdo rebels flying over the Red Sea. Man, this is Hollywood, man. Yeah, this, especially with the Houthi, Houthi, whatever. I'm going really? with Houthi. Uh, we're at... Houthi sounds better. <laughs> it feels good to say Houthi. I forgot who uh, one of the comedians. I forgot who was making fun of it. You remember in like 2002, 2003, there was the one video, and it was it was of a terrorist training camp in Afghanistan or Iraq. I can't remember where, and it was just this clip of these guys like doing monkey bars. That's right. Do you rem- I know you remember the clip. I do. Yeah. No, we all and saw it. it. <laughs> for, for like four years, it was literally the reason we invaded Iraq. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, at that time, it was that and like two girls in a cup. That's the video that everybody saw. That was the internet. That was the internet. Yeah. And then everybody got rickrolled when they thought they were clicking on that video. <laughs> and there was that one guy with the big dick, the black guy with the huge dick. Yeah, may he rest in peace. You know what I'm talking about? Where oh, you get yeah, a man. That's, uh, Everybody got that link from their friends. A link? I would see at the bar I used to work at, a dude, and a very hilarious fellow, would like print out copies and hand them to people. Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Make friends like that, people. <laughs> oh, man. Well, there's so much going on, Mike. Where do we begin, sir? I mean, did you even look at the docket? Oh, God. Man, I, I honestly... Uh... I'm going to start somewhere nice and easy. <sighs> something laid yeah. back, something relaxed. We're already kind of talking about it with the potential CGI, maybe even a little AI deep fake action happening with these uh, war scenes that we've been witnessing overseas. Uh, when it comes to AI, man, uh, this is just unavoidable now. And even the elites, or maybe the Hollywood elites, if you know, you'll have it at that, uh, they could even find themselves fooled 
by the AI. And personally, I really love it when these ultra-woke fellas get fooled publicly. And oh, no. Now we're going to dance with Mr. Mark Ruffalo. Award-winning actor Mark Ruffalo backtracking after being tricked by fake photos, all part of unsubstantiated theories spread on social media about an infamous case. The fake photos appear to show former President Donald Trump with a group of young girls traveling on a private jet. Ruffalo posting to his 8 million followers, hashtag MAGA wants to paint everyone on those flights as pedophiles, except the one guy who smiles in a group of young girls all headed to Epstein's fantasy island. But users on X... Ah, it's not even funny. You're, like, clever. Like, you're in Hollywood, man. You have, like, writer friends. And it really... Well, to be fair, they were... You know, they're a little rusty. They were on strike for most of Yeah, them. you're right, uh, dude. But it really hurts now that that... Like, that was a very damning statement to anybody on that plane. And then it turns out that picture was fake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't look good. Sounds to me, Mark Ruffalo... If that is your name, I think I've mispronounced it twice now, but I'm going to continue. Sounds to me like you're spreading fake news. Uh, misinformation. Wow, I wonder what your pal Rob Reiner thinks about it, or George Takai, or the other woke Mount Rushmore fellas that I... <laughs> well, I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll be kicked off of all social media platforms. Yeah, you know, Hollywood Mount Rushmore, I'm going to say Mark Ruffalo, George Takai... No, Rob Mark Reiner. Ruffalo? Oh, he's the worst. He's been the worst for years, man. He's not on the Hall of Fame. He's not on anything. No, you talking about the fucking the worst Hulk? The worst Hulk, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he really was the softest Hulk, right? Uh, that was the most Finocchio Hulk I've ever We're seen. Go Finocchio in my life. I'll say flaccid. He was a flaccid Hulk. <laughs> It's got to be Ruffalo, because it's like literally one letter away from Buffalo. Ruffalo makes more sense. Ruffalo reminds me of Rufio from one of the greatest movies ever in the 90s, uh, Hook. Rufio. That's right, man. So I go, you got to give him credit. Aging, aging well. He's 56, looks 56. Didn't, he's not doing nothing. I got to say, Mike, you and I are simpatico here, man, because I was looking at pictures for uh, doing my old Photoshop for the live title there and uh i ended up like looking for mark ruffalo first and i was like oh, he's kind of a handsome fella i don't really feel like uh putting him on there so i went with uh ray epps <laughs> it's a better choice dude hold on this guy has wait a minute stop 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 the tapes <laughs> there's there's two more avengers coming out Oh, they have like four slated. Mike, they have like an entire year's worth of movies. I just saw today they have like a, you know, Wonder Woman, I think. Or no, they have a Wonder Man coming out. <laughs> he's, I think he's a white guy. No. So, oh, man, they're going to back. They're going to backtrack hard. A, a, wonder, a wonder Man, is, it's, it's, been, it's been done. It's Superman. So Wonder Man. <laughs> right? I can't remember how this works, man, because there's, I think Marvel, Mr. Marvel, who's Miss Marvel now in this universe. No, no, stop, 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 stop. The women come from an island of just women. Well, that's the Wonder Women, yeah. Wonder Man, I don't know what's happening here. Um, I, I've never heard of that in the comics, but I wasn't a huge 
comic guy. I was more of an X-Men, Captain America fella. And Spider-Man. Um, but, uh, you know, they're, they're reaching now. I think they, they kind of, you know, really busted out on all the woke stuff. I, I saw another movie that I hadn't heard a thing about, but apparently it's, people are excited for it next year. It's Madam Web, and there's going to be like three different spider women in it or something. See what I'm there's saying? There's not even one spider woman. Get the fuck out no, of here. No, there's three. There's one that's Madam Web. Then there's like <sighs> spider gal and then uh, Lady Fella. I made that last one up. But uh, <laughs> Lady Fella would be a good villain in a comic book. Dude, you're not going to believe this. I, I, okay. So Avengers, All right. the, King, the King Dynasty. Yes. That's coming out in 2026. That's right. And then they have uh, Avengers Secret Wars. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's coming out in 2027. But I, I don't see him in the 2026 one. But guess who, makes, who comes back in the 2027? I'm excited. Jonathan Majors. Oh, brilliant genius. Yes. Brilliant. He is Kang. He is Kang. So he's got to be in that other one, too. You know, it's weird. I saw he did some sort of long-form interview. It was all over CNN or something about how it was like his first interview since he was convicted. I think they're still considering him a hero and a, br- a brilliant genius. I, I, that's, what, that's what it's looking like. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cool. I guess. Fuck. This guy. <laughs> it always pays to be a Democrat. I'll tell you what. You can only fail up. There's just no other option. Very true. Um, all right. Any more uh, Ruffalo and his uh, AI? No, sorry. Right. No. I just can't believe they're still doing They're not only still doing Avengers, they're planning them for the next four years. I can foresee them canceling most, if not the entire thing, and rebooting or restarting. Uh, it's really ridiculous to continue storylines for decades. Yeah, it's really hard, too. That's why like, none of it makes sense anymore. It makes no sense. I'm, I tapped out a long time ago. After Endgame, you know, what are you going to do? I, I can't keep up with all these subplots and this lesbian and that lesbian. And is uh, Doctor Strange a lesbian now? Who knows? Maybe, right? Like, it's just, <laughs> at this point, I just, uh, I have, uh, I'm overloaded on lesbians, I think, is the problem. Yeah, I think we all are. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about here. What was Mark Ruffalo talking about? Oh, he got faked. He tweeted, by the yeah, that's a, that was it. He tweeted out he, to like thousands and thousands <laughs> what of people a loser. an AI uh, image of Trump, allegedly, with some young girls on the Lolita Express. Uh, it was a fake. There are they no. They need him to be on that plane. They, they want it. Want- so they might. <laughs> Come on. They are sacrificing. Every child they can find to Moloch to make this happen, man. I'm telling you The right only now. thing Democrats want more than a kid to fuck is for Donald Trump to be on that plane. <laughs> to, to have been busted doing so as well. Honestly, that's all they want. I think he came up as something like Doe 175 or something. I saw somewhere. I can't verify. But, you know, it, it's possible he was there. Who knows, man? You know, maybe every elite player in the mainstream engaged with Epstein. I've also been reading a lot now because of all of this Epstein stuff hitting the mainstream that on the side, 
another island or island owner, if you will, Charles uh, Br- Branson, the Virgin Galactic owner. Yeah. He uh, is uh, allegedly in some tight circles with some of these key players, the Clintons, the, the Obamas, and he also has his own private island that has been rumored to host orgiastic soirees similar to what would go on over at the uh, little St. James Island. And so, you know, it's and it, there's a lot of pictures out there of Branson who's well into his 50s or 60s, maybe even older, you know, partying and getting down with naked women who are maybe 20. You know what I mean? Like, maybe. Epstein wasn't the only guy with an island where he was hosting crazy parties with underage chicks banging the rich dudes. Yeah, of course. They're all doing it, I assume. And it's so easy to almost be completely consumed with the Epstein stuff that we will just automatically forget all the other creeps out there who are who were going to the island in the first place, who are not in jail, who are going to their other friends' islands, or hanging out on their own island right now. <laughs> Doing who knows what, man. Can you imagine you're on your friend's island fucking young like underage girls, and then you all get together in the foyer and read the news article about how your names are being released for being on the other island? Yes, and laughing hysterically because you're in international <laughs> waters. They'll never catch us. Now, bring in the monkeys for the monkey knife fight, please. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Dude, did you hear the, uh, the new thing that the left has been obsessed with? I haven't. No, I'm, I'm trying to find the guy's <laughs> name, but uh, it's crazy. Apparently, one of Trump's cabinet members freak frequented the island, and so they're like trying to put that as see, see. So, uh, literally, this is the headline from ABC News: discredited discredited claims about Clinton. And Trump mentioned in latest batch of Epstein docs. <laughs> yes. Dude, what? What was discredited about Clinton? He was only there 26 times, not 27. <laughs> you know? Yes. Well, you know, they're, they're claiming there's sex tapes, allegedly. This is one of the, do- uh, the document dumps it's the other day where... Uh, Branson, Clinton, and uh, I think Trump's name snuck in there, and I'm not, don't remember correctly, but I, I definitely remember uh, Clinton, the, the claim that there are allegedly sex tapes. Okay. Whether well, or not, uh, we haven't seen them. We haven't seen any proof. Here's what kills me uh, Jimmy Kimmel is like best friends, always worked with this guy. He was at the he was like one of the top visitors of the Epstein Island, right? Oh yeah. Kimmel says he was never there, and so that's it. Gotta trust Kimmel. No proof. Can't prove it. He was <laughs> never there. Get rid of Aaron Rodgers, right? Oh, you're psycho, but then, bro. Did you but, see but it? Then, <laughs> yeah. But, but then Trump, he was never there. Yeah, but his cabinet member was. And if you're associating with somebody who was there, that means you were there. What about Jimmy Kimmel? No, you can't just accuse him because his friend was there. Like, wait, what? 
I don't, does, I don't think it was his friend, and I may be off, but I think Kimmel's sh- private chef was also Epstein's private chef. Or was the friend the private chef? Yeah, that's what it was. They're like best friends or whatever. Okay, they're and friends. It was Epstein's private chef. And I think this private chef, I don't know if they're really close buddies or that he's just done a lot of work at a lot of Jimmy stuff, right? Like parties and barbecues and what have you. No, no, apparently they're they're fucking, they're good friends. Okay, so they're really good buddies. And he happens to say that he has no, he has nothing to do with Epstein, uh, except for the fact that one of his best friends is the private chef for Epstein. And that's fine. No proof. So Jimmy Kimmel's off the hook. But Trump hired a guy into his candidate that, w- that went to Epstein's Island. So by default, Trump is guilty too. What? Like how does... So if you're a Republican, you can't even know somebody that went to the island or you're guilty. <laughs> but if you're a Democrat, you could know somebody, be very good friends with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the guy, I, apparently the, that chef guy, it's like out there. He for sure was fucking kids. Yes, when you're a cook, and I've cooked for a lot of situations, even private parties and stuff, you get a lot of free, you know, goodies, right? If it's a private affair, you get whatever drugs and alcohol they're partaking in, and I imagine if they're partaking in some children, you get one of the leftover kids too, right? The way that the the whole scene, the night scene works, is whoever you're working for, they will have an abundance of something, whatever business they're in. So if they're a Coke dealer... You're going to get tipped in cocaine. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> a weed dealer, you'll get tipped in weed. Good times. Pedophile, you're going to get tipped in kids. Get a couple of kitties. <laughs> you can take one home if you want. Then bring it back when you're done. <laughs> oh, God, man. You know? I don't know. I just think the, hip- the, the hypocrisy of the whole thing. Jimmy Kimmel is the sweet angel. We can't touch him. But you know what I mean? But Donald Trump knew one guy that went there. Like, what? I love... Love the Jimmy Kimmel Aaron Rodgers feud over this whole situation. Oh, it's so funny. It's the greatest thing that could have come out of this. And as I was clipping it for the show, because I want to hear it because it's really fun to listen to, couldn't help but think this is the distraction. Nobody's talking about Epstein's or Island or the stuff in the documents or what was actually talked about. There's some really horrific, you know, descriptions in some of these uh, depositions. Uh, But that's not getting any airplay. No, no, no. I got it right here. This is mainstream news. What are we reporting on when it comes to Epstein? Aaron Rodgers. I'd like to put this uh, to bed to move forward. Tonight, New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers speaking out less than 24 hours after late night host Jimmy Kimmel's scathing seven-minute monologue. He genuinely thinks that because God gave him the ability to throw a ball, he's smarter Seven than everyone else. Uh, Jimmy, uh, we get it. You feel very guilty, and you're really trying to prove that you're not guilty, all right? It's, we get it. You know, this didn't bother me one minute. Let me spend the next seven minutes ranting about it. It was like a 15-second like joke of him laughing with his buddies about you. Uh, I get a little butt hurt there, Jimmy. I can tell. Seven minutes? Did you watch it? No. It's pretty funny. He, you know, well, he's got a team of writers. So, you know, 
I give them oh, the that's credit. What I mean. If you wrote a seven-minute monologue, you spent days working on it. Like, did you even sleep, or did you? Have you just been up <laughs> thinking about Aaron Rodgers ever since he said that? Well, I think it's clear Jimmy Kimmel hasn't slept since they announced they were going to release the documents from the Epstein case. <laughs> he did look extra sweaty. He's he's got some <laughs> thick bags under those eyes, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Dude, I don't know. Did you seem see? a little guilty. They Seven-minute monologue seems a little guilty. They released these documents, and it just so happened Tom Hanks went on a vacation to, like, Peru or something, somewhere out of the country. <laughs> Not kidding, dude. He's, just, he's in, like, Africa somewhere. He, he disappeared off the map, man. It's so hilarious, dude. Like, Tom Hanks just happens to go out of the country this week, really? All right, all right. To the only country that is uh, a non-extradition state that is also bordered <laughs> by all non-extradition. <laughs> no, I think he Can't left. I'm pretty sure he just got his citizenship somewhere. No. Oh. I swear. I, I'm pretty sure he went somewhere and got his citizenship somewhere in Africa, maybe South America, uh, Argentina. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And it was oddly... <laughs> First, first thing that comes up, USA Today. Tom Hanks is a Greek citizen, but pedophile claim is false. There it is. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Proven right once again by the mainstream media. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know this. There's, there, <laughs> apparently this whole thing, because uh, pedophilia it's in illegal. Greece... It's not legal, but it's considered a mental disability. Right. So you don't go to prison for diddling the kitties in Greece. And it just happens to be that at the very same time we're releasing documents with John Doe's from zero to 200 on a list, uh, Tom Hanks (laughs) is like, you know, I'm going to go to Greece and become a citizen. It's not not a bad idea. Where's that place where they don't uh, prosecute you for being a pedophile? Babe, we're going to Greece. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, man, it's funny that I couldn't at first think of the place where he went. I feel like kind of ashamed. Greece seems like the most obvious country to go to for that. Oh, Thailand too. Yeah, Chief Thunder. I just saw that. <laughs> All right, sir. I, I mean, to be fair, he did marry a Greek chick. Oh, no, no. I think that's a cover. Mm. I'm going with cover for his lifelong obsession with pedophilia. I'll give it to you. (laughs) Okay. Shall we continue down this Jimmy Kimmel highway? Oh, yeah. I can't wait. This is good. This is good stuff. Iterating his lack of involvement with convicted sex offender (laughs) Jeffrey Epstein after Rogers implied that Kimmel may appear in court documents related to Epstein last week. And then it did come out. And, of course, my game wasn't on it. And isn't on it and won't ever be on. I don't know Jeffrey Epstein. I've never met Jeffrey Epstein. Even threatening legal action against the Super Bowl champion. I suggested that if Aaron wanted to make false and very damaging statements like that, that we should do it in court so he could share his proof with like a judge. Aaron Rodgers. All right, so now Aaron's going to issuing a pseudo apology today on ESPN's The Pat McAfee Show. I'm not stupid enough to accuse you of that with absolutely zero evidence, uh, concrete evidence, that's ridiculous. So I'm glad, and I think we can agree on something, is that uh, one, those crimes are heinous. 
The same show last week where Rogers implied a connection between Kimmel and Epstein. A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't die. Please. Rogers claiming he never it's still explicitly funny. accused Kimmel. It's just a quick little funny thing. He threw your name out there. It was a and then you did a seven-minute monologue? Yes! I think you're protesting a little too much here. You know? It, there's, um... It's the Barbara Streisand effect, and I think you can look it up. Yeah, the house. The bar it's where by calling attention uh to it, you're bringing more attention to yourself, right? If I'm not mistaken. Something along those lines where if you if if Kimmel would have just said nothing and said one joke passively dismissing Aaron Rodgers as a boob, uh nobody would have thought anything else about it. Yeah. Instead now he did a Seven-minute monologue, and so then Aaron Rodgers like, okay, I'm gonna go back on the next show and hit back at you, man. And now we're watching <laughs> NBC News three-minute segments of like dissecting <laughs> the back and forth between these idiots. A three-minute segment dissecting his seven-minute monologue. <laughs> I can't get over that, dude. You only have an hour show, right? Twenty of it is commercials. You're down to forty minutes, and you did seven of those minutes. I mean, dude. Oh, dude, it just means that he actually is guilty. Come on, man. That's a guilty conscience. Yeah. Yes, it absolutely is. I mean, you know, Bill Gates has been pretty quiet lately. He knows how to play it. And we all know <laughs> legally in court documents why his wife left him. The primary reason was his relationship to Jeffrey Epstein. That's why Melinda Gates divorced Bill. Yeah, don't forget it. It cost him billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. Yeah, that's, that's really nothing when you have your army of malaria mosquitoes and you're about to conquer the world! <laughs> I'll just raise the price of french fries. <laughs> <laughs> You could probably you could probably bankrupt most of the lower income people by, you know, just raising the fries, the price of fries and cheeseburgers, right? I mean, that's where we're at now. Everybody complains that they can't afford anything in the Bidenomics of the modern era, and you see all the viral stuff of McDonald's being $13 a cheeseburger. That's crazy how expensive everything is. Why are you still buying the McDonald's? What else am I going to eat? You <laughs> you could probably go to a local joint and get like a full meal with a beer for thirteen bucks. Oh, uh, have you been to Chicago? No, I avoid Chicago like <sighs> like it's Denver. Man. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. You can't afford anything like that. But uh, all right. Well, plus, after the pandemic, they got rid of everything except McDonald's. I swear to God, like every place I ever liked is closed down, and now it's a wing stop. So I anec shack, anecdotally, and this plays into kind of the long-term conversation we've been playing on and as far as the excess mortalities, but um, one of my favorite hot dog beef places, it was, uh, it was called uh, Vienna Hot Dogs or the Vienna Stand. It was in Denver here. Uh, guy owned it for something like 15 years. He uh, just happened to die over Christmas break, and the place is shut down. That's it. Yeah. And it was fantastic. It was the only place where you could get legitimate 
authentic tasting Chicago hot dogs and beefs. It, it, was, it was a very sad moment in time. And then I just read today in the Westward, uh, a sushi place that Emma and I really enjoy, which is down in Arvada, uh, Namiko or Namika. I can't, I never remember names, uh, but uh, it, the lady has a uh, remission in her breast cancer and uh, has to get the double mastectomy and is shutting down the restaurant for good. It's closed. Ah, it's terrible. The turbo cancers, man, and the heart attacks and strokes, dude. Uh, I think we're going to start seeing the reverberations of these excess deaths. You know, I'm seeing it manifest in some of my favorite food places shutting down. Dude, uh, there was a a big discussion yesterday about uh, somebody brought up Bronny James and whether or not there was like kind of a little bit of a debate on whether or not he'll make he'll they'll still draft him into the NBA. Wow, man. And uh, after a couple minutes, I just said. How's Damar Hamlin doing? <laughs> Dude, it just shut up like everybody. Yeah. And then it was just like, one guy was like, yeah, you, you know, I think he's only played like two plays. Yes. Like, yeah. It was on national TV. <laughs> I watched it. They made a huge deal out of it, and that was it. He was done. His career's done. Over. over. I try to explain to people, a heart attack, there's a reason we say as serious as a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fucking serious. It's a big fucking deal, you know? You know, you you have the heart attack. Are you mentally capable to push yourself physically to the extreme after right. that oh. attack? No, no, you'll never. You will ne- Every time your heart is racing, it's going to be in the back of your mind. You're going to slow it down, man. And I'll tell you what, I'm getting up there in age. I love to run. I used to be able to run 12 miles at full speed. No problem. The, you know, the heat of the day at noon, man, scorching hot, just flying. Now I go about three and a half miles, medium jog. I keep my heart rate at a medium pace, and I watch myself <laughs> because I'm not a freaking idiot, man. I, you know, the mind... Just you start to get that thought process going where, well, you know, not that young anymore. And for a guy who's young but had a heart attack, it might be, oh, my heart's not that young anymore. Maybe I shouldn't, uh, you know, go full speed. That's more than that, dude. How many guys do you know that have heart? Like, I understand guys that are 50, they have heart attacks. They're never the same. But I don't think that matters because they're 50. I just think a heart attack is a very serious it's not like you blow out your ACL, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? And they're like, yeah, but you're 18, you're in very good shape, you're going to be on your feet in six months. You know exactly. what I mean? That's different, right? A heart attack, I don't care how old you are, that's it. That's a life-changing event. You're never the same physically. Absolutely not. And another uh, person involved in this kind of scenario, which nobody talks about, is J.J. Uh, Watt. I brought him up, too. Nobody even remembered him. Dude, that was a forgotten heart attack. Considered one of the greatest defensive players of the modern era, has a heart attack after the game, uh, or a cardiac arrest, I thought it was, but it, I think maybe heart attack, and they had to use the defibrillator on him. <laughs> no, I forgot what they called it. They called it something funny, like arrhythmic something. <laughs> yeah, it was, Frank, it was no big, the way they said it, it was <laughs> no big deal. It was not an emergency. They just had to take him into the back, into the uh, locker room, 
and defibrillate his heart and get it back on rhythm. That's right. And then the Just dude, off rhythm. Off the beat. <laughs> there's like two games left in the season, and he's on the podium weeping like a child, saying just, he's retiring just immediately. And, and come on, man. Like, you can't You just see it in the face. The, the life is over. Yes. His whole life. But that's a man who's just not going to push the limit ever again, and he knows it, and he's retiring. Damar Hamlin, that was so shocking, and it just happened to ha- you know occur live. They had to play it off like he's back, baby, and here's the celebration. We're going to march him onto the field. Oh, did you see that tackle? Oh, wow, what a success story. And now he's on the bench, and you'll never see him again. <laughs> I'm just saying, but that's the best of the best in the professionals. By definition, if you have a bad heart, you're not the best of the best, right? Oh, at anything really physical, I mean, I could probably beat you at tennis. No, I think Ronnie (laughs) James will always be amazing. He'll be like one of those guys you see on YouTube that could just beat everybody on the court. Right. But that's different than playing in the NBA. I mean, fourth quarter. Right, is 112 to 113 because apparently that's how all games are now. And <laughs> like 147 <laughs> now to like 130. Man. Insane, insane. Yeah, we need to raise the, raise the rim, raise the rim, people. Yeah. Did you see? Um, it was this great matchup earlier this week. It was uh, Atentapuko, uh, Giannis, the the Greek freak over there in Milwaukee. He's like seven foot something. He's the guy who can take two strides and dunk from, like, the half-court line or whatever it is. <laughs> no, it's, it's... He's a- absolutely just a- an incredible athlete. And then the new guy this year, Wembayama, who's, like, got the eight-foot wingspan and he's, like, 7'4 or whatever it is. Yeah. They battled it out, and it was absolutely incredible to watch. Um, it's not even the same game anymore. Basketball, as we knew it as kids when Michael Jordan was playing, not the same game. These dudes can just stand and reach up, and they're blocking the rim or the entire basket. Like, you can't even get the ball in there. It's absolutely nuts. And seeing these two guys, Mike, go at it, it's the the revolution of this game, which is I don't even know, you know, can you raise the baskets? Because then you mess with college. Like, I... I think you just got to maybe even lower the baskets. Let's just make it cartoonish at this point. (laughs) Just make it ridiculous. (laughs) It's it's not a real game, man. There is... It's the weirdest thing to watch these two giants go at it. The other people aren't even really involved anymore. Yeah, it really is not a... Well, yeah, I don't know. How do you change it? Because you got to do everything. I mean, you got to make the court bigger. You got to make the ball bigger. You see the way these guys palm the basketball? Right. And what I was to know, you have no idea, man. Watching these two behemoths go at it who, you know, dribble and play like Jordan, but they're as tall as, you know, Yao Ming. I mean, I, who, how do you grow up and think to yourself, someday I'm going to be a basketball player? <laughs> You look at your 5'9 dad and 5'4 mom. <laughs> you know, it's totally impossible, <laughs> dude. 
these guys are freaks, man. Like nobody can even get to that level anymore. So I, I don't know. I don't know how what's gonna happen with the game, but I found it so funny watching these two just giants battle. Uh, it, it again, it just didn't feel like the old days seeing you know Jordan and Reggie Miller going at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. guys who who have to leap. At like phenom like spectacular heights, who to the point where they look like they're flying right through the air, so much so that we call them Air Jordan. Because dude, I just watched that montage. <laughs> I swear to God, dude, you everybody that doesn't remember, go back and watch, dude. There's moments it looks like he takes another jump mid jump. You know what I mean? <laughs> he does that thing where he like kind of pump, does the arm pump mid air. It looks like he's taking like another step in air. Oh, you know, man. that's what made basketball fun to watch. This matchup, man, where these guys are like dropping the ball into the basket because their their arms are hanging over it. I mean, it's just getting weird. Yeah, that is. Well, what are you gonna do? I guess that's, I liked. I brought up when we were watching it that I loved your idea about the. Uh, decreasing of the points until the point where fourth quarter no matter where you shoot the ball it's one point yeah that's the best uh, that's the best that's the best and then i coupled it with my idea of the if you miss the free throw you get a point deducted from your score oh, it should be like three points but i'll go with point for point right point for point okay emma, i'll give you that emma liked your idea she thought mine was all right but i uh i you know i think they got to do something that way or well, um, my idea is great cuz then you got it like changes the foul game and everything i love it you know what i mean cuz yes. you want to put your good shooters in the first quarter but what if they foul what if they foul out by the second <laughs> <They're> fucked <laughs> you know what i mean that's a great it would totally change like the gameplay all right well uh I'm going to cut out on the Rodgers v. Kimmel because we uh, dive, you know, just went off on the other direction. But I do want to say I think the Rodgers-Kimmel debacle was the method to distract everybody away from the actual uh, meat on the bone of the Epstein documents, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's wrapped up in, in you know, the drama here, uh, ultimately culminating in Aaron Rodgers being kicked off this show that I, I guess he was being paid money to be on. Uh, so he's he's done with that. And oh, they kicked him off the show? Yeah, they announced it today. ESPN fired him. Uh, okay, people. So you still don't believe that Jimmy Kimmel has <laughs> joined this elite club? <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, ESPN is owned by Disney, but and so is ABC, which is what Kimmel does his late night show. So this is Disney all, you know, making the call here and they the the clip with Aaron Rodgers if you watch his full uh not non-apology, he even brings up COVID and Fauci and like all this other stuff about the vaccine and what have you. So he, he kind of does a tour de force knowing that it was it was probably his last uh moment on TV there. He must have known that it was it was going to end eventually cuz he's a free thinker. You know, they don't like those critical thinking people out there in the uh, mainstream, man. Sad. It's pretty you know, sad. It's crazy. Uh, I didn't. I always thought it was Barbara, Barbara, Barbara Streisand. She's just a straight Barbara. Yeah. Did I say Barbara? I thought it was Barbara. No, no A in between that. You know. No Barbara. 
No Barbera. Barbara. <laughs> so it is the Barbara Streisand effect. Do you have it up on the screen? What is the you know the whole the whole deal there? Uh so uh a coastal records a California coastal records project photographed a clifftop residence in Malibu. Uh to document the coastal erosion. And it, it literally nobody even knew whose house it was or whatever. But it was Barbara Streisand's house, and she made a big deal out of it and trying to get it covered up and taken off and like blurred out and everything. And because of her objection to the photo, everybody found out it was her house. And then she just exposed herself and where she lives. All right, that's the Barbara Streisand effect. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Rich I, people problems. I gotta say, I see up in here a uh, mention from this Cody fella. Aaron Rodgers became a Scientologist. All right, I'm gonna have to look into that. No, that is a very interesting uh, tidbit. Uh, I have, I just, I'm a little weirded out by the Aaron Rodgers Jimmy Kimmel feud. I really do feel like it has some. It is a distraction to get people's attention away from the the juicy tidbits in the Epstein files. Yeah. You know, like the sex tapes. <laughs> Maybe we finally get our P tape we've been promised all these years. No, you'll never get it. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. Well, these, uh, these elites are sickos, weirdo freaks, man. And you don't need to hear it from me. All right. You can hear it from daytime TV. Mike, you sent me one of the... Best clips in the longest time here. Uh, We've been on a bit of a kick for a while on the adrenochrome obsession with the celebrities and the elites, and more specifically, their use of Korean foreskins. We're at the point where they won't yet admit they're doing the blood and the the adrenochrome, (laughs) but just openly talking and sharing their cream of... Asian kids' foreskins. They love the foreskins, and it's always... They keep mentioning it specifically as Korean foreskins. Uh, I'm starting to send some Uyghur foreskins. (laughs) (laughs) I I know we've gone over this before, but... Not a lot of guys out there just willingly giving you foreskins. Does this (laughs) foreskin... I can't even say it. (laughs) Does this foreskin cream smell like Uyghur to you? (laughs) No? All right. Ironic. It's very ironic. You're getting it from the one place in the world where there's probably no Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what makes it worth more? <laughs> oh, oh, you man. got the Jewish foreskin cream. Pfft, they're practically giving those. Away. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, so. <laughs> This is like a year ago or two years ago, right? It's not like a very new clip, I realized. This... Oh, no, this is like from 2016 or something. Okay, this yeah, like I was going to say, does Steve Harvey even have his Steve Harvey show anymore? I, I don't think so, really. But uh... I just saw him on Family Feud. I can't believe he's still doing it. Dude, that mustache is thick. I swear it's fake. It has to be a glue-on. It's got to be. It's got to be. I'm telling you. And I think it's so that way he can go out in public and be himself. And without the mustache, you probably wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> like he's actually wearing a bald cap and a fake mustache. Yes. So he, he actually has hair and no mustache when he goes out in public. It's actually Dashiki guy from uh, Tennessee. <laughs> Remember Dashiki guy? Oh, how, could, how could I forget Dashiki guy? He was oh, going to be the next uh, Barack Obama. That's right, dude. I, I love Steve Harvey's mustache. It, it is one of the more prominent mustaches of our era, and we don't get enough anymore. You know, we we come from the times where you had the Burt Reynolds and, uh, who you know, the Sam Elliott's, you know, just Ooh, yeah, really Sam pronounced, Elliott. well-known, mustachioed men. Uh, nowadays, I you know, I think you'd, you're hard-pressed for the uh, the good mustache. Uh, so this is Steve Harvey. I think we got some time. Yeah, should we squeeze it in? You want to do it? Let's do it. We're gonna do it. Steve Harvey foreskin cream. Still going on since two thousand. Of- Steve Harvey show. Wow. <laughs> this guy knows showbiz. Well, do you know he does everything out of his own studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's like, oh, it's like a two minute drive for walk from his house or something like that. Oh, what a genius! And he. Dude, this guy is absolutely a master at pr- production. He, I think he films all Family Feud like in one month. Yeah, I think they, I heard that too, that they do like two weeks. Maybe it's, it's like a two-week two marathon, yeah. and then it's just the whole year. He does the two shows. weeks, and then I think he does the celebrity one, and it, it's incredible. He just squeezes it all, he squeeze it, squeeze it all into one month, and then he... I, I assume he just uh, vacations nonstop, relaxes, <laughs> strokes his mustache. <laughs> Stroking some. All right, should we do it? Let's do it. Oprah's favorites. She says it's a miracle fountain of youth and her magic wrinkle cure. Oh, did I cut it here? Hold on, sorry. It's, it's key. is Oprah. So this is one of Oprah's favorites. She says it's a miracle Fountain of Youth and her magic wrinkle cure. So I'm going to put a little on your hand. I'll do that. Oprah did. Yeah, Oprah did it. All right, so here, we're going to rub it right in. How come it's red? I'll show you in a sec. Red? What? Excuse me? (laughs) Steve? So this is made from growth hormones of human... Look, the wrinkles have just disappeared. (laughs) I can't even ball my hand up. But so, so it's made from human foreskin. <laughs> yeah, he's having a hard time with that one. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> you to set up here and squirt it somebody's private parts. <laughs> what you sorry. laughing at? I'm sorry. This your last time on the show. This your last time. <laughs> Not coming up in here. You're setting up in here. That's so funny. You tell Oprah this what's on her face? She knows. She knows. She knows. There were a couple protesters about it because they are cells from baby foreskin. Oh, baby foreskin. That makes it better. Yeah, that's that's different. I thought it was some grown ass man. Wow. Why does that make it better? Oh okay. my god. Does it work? Man. So yes, human foreskin has actually been used in growth factors. It's, there's a lot of research on it. It's been shown to increase collagen production. It'll fill it wait, a minute, wait, 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 wait. So immediately after getting over the fact that it's a human foreskin, your first question is, well, does this shit work? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're doomed. We are doomed as a society. They've been doing this forever. 
It's so obvious that they're just... Oh, how could you dare put this dick on my hand? What is going on? I don't want to be touching no dick. No, don't worry. It's a baby dick. Oh, that case, yeah. just open All with right. that. Can I get a little more on that action? Yeah. <laughs> put a little here in my face. start with baby dick, you know? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Baby dick? Yeah, rub it on my face. Squirt it in my mouth. What are we doing here? <laughs> Can you inject it into my veins? Does that make me younger? What's going on here with this stuff? <laughs> If I put it on my dick, will I grow foreskin? How does this work? How does this work? If I already have foreskin, put it on. Do I get like a long turtleneck looking thing here? What's going on? Dude, Steve Harvey. Real name, Broderick. Wow. Broderick Stephen Harvey. Wow. I was expecting a uh, the third at the end there, but uh, all right. Well, he's the, he's the senior, and then he named his uh, son. Roderick Jr. All right, yeah. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah. Wow. So uh, oh, I so assume... This, this is why we need black men in our culture. Nobody could express that better. <laughs> he took it well. I think he made it funny when it was weird and creepy. The audience, you know, we're an audio show, and so you can't visually see what goes on in that clip, but the ladies in the audience... Losing their mind with laughter and loving every minute of it, and very interested in this foreskin cream that uh, Oprah has been peddling on her website. Uh, Oprah always comes up with the weirdo kid trafficking <laughs> foreskin stuff, man. Oprah, Oprah, Oprah. I don't know. I, I, I'm starting to uh, think they're being a little too brazen with it nowadays. They're, they're just in our face with it. This is a great way to ease people into being okay with, you know, uh, mass-producing human-made stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're making a bunch of creams in mass quantity, where are you getting all these foreskins, man? (laughs) Because, I'll give you an example. Let's say I want to produce, in a mass amount, a ton of steaks. Well, I'm going to get all these cattle and I'm going to put them in their little, you know, containers there and feed them fat and then chop them up when they're good and ready. Do we have little pig pens like this for the kids where we're lining them up, feeding them nice and fat till their foreskins are good and ready? How do you fatten up a foreskin? <laughs> dude, no, 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 dude, no, listen, listen. Between 2015 and 2020, there, there's approximately... Eight million babies born in Vietnam. Half of them don't have a penis. You're down to four mil. All right, four million uh, foreskins. Four, if you circumcised all of them, you'd only have four million circum... <laughs> foreskins. So stupid. You'd only have four million foreskins for a five-year <laughs> period. I'll be honest, I didn't know how difficult it was to continuously say the word foreskin but it keeps tripping me up too dude (laughs) it's because it's so funny to say too (laughs) (laughs) i have another clip not for today's show i'll i think i'm gonna bust it out on sunday um i sent it to you it was while i kind of did a diaper or diaper I can't speak now. Uh, foreskin. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me just shoot this foreskin in my mouth. Give me that back on track. 
<laughs> I have another clip where they deep dive the use of specifically Korean foreskins uh, on that the doctor's daytime show. I'm not familiar with this, but I, I know a lot of uh, women. It's the doctors, right? Isn't that what it's called? Where they have the panel. Of, I think uh, Dr. Oz was maybe on it for a long time, right? Where yeah. the, the panel of doctors and they, they take questions and do all that stuff. So <clears throat> wait a minute. Are you saying? The, wait a minute. Oh, wait. I fucked up. Uh, it's Korean foreskins? <laughs> oh, I, I thought they said Korean. I thought they said Vietnamese. Korean's even worse. Well, Vietnamese... I don't, I don't know what makes more sense. <laughs> Korea only has 250000 a year. I figured we had some sort of deal going on with North Korea that nobody wanted to talk about. I'm starting to think this is like the uh, calamari where it's just pig buttholes. Yes. Yeah. You're just getting pig buttholes and they're telling you it's foreskin. You know? For people who don't remember, the, the conspiracy, or no, it wasn't a conspiracy. It actually came out that a lot of the, calama a lot of the calamari oh, people were getting. Fake. That was a fake story. It was a fake story? It wasn't yeah, an actual was uh, pig anus? Yeah, it's right. not a pig anus. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. I don't know. I've eaten some rubbery, chewy calamari in my day. Yeah, it's called the bad chef. If a pig's asshole looked like that, it would never stop having feces coming out of it. <laughs> you gotta have that tight sphincter, you know? Close up that hole. I couldn't agree more, and I gotta say, uh, Big Chief over here saying that uh, there might be a little more value to the grown men uh, with the uh, uncut Johnson. Whoa, maybe, maybe whoa. that. Maybe, oh, you a sicko? Maybe that Didn't foreskin. Did you hear Steve Harvey? We don't want no grown man dick. Give me that baby dick. It probably comes with a little more value, right? <laughs> no, it's all about scarcity, rarity, pounds per, you know, dollar per pound. You're right, dude. Hey, go get a pound of adult dick any day. But a pound of baby dick? <laughs> Priceless. It's like getting veal, right? You know, the veal's a little more expensive. Oh, you think they have, like, the, like, and this is a foreskin from a dick that's never been jerked off. <laughs> <laughs> Feel how soft. <laughs> this is a foreskin from the North Pole, actually. Uh, this is different salt content. <laughs> this, this is from a Korean fisherman. If you put it to your ear, you could still hear the. <laughs> <laughs> Korean foreskin. <laughs>